All right, guys, welcome back to the eHunter podcast. Excited to bring another podcast to you guys uh, tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this. I've got my co-host with me back on the podcast. It's been a minute, Seth. Where you been, dude? You don't ever let me join anymore. I'm kind of like blacklisted, so I had to beg and plead to get on another podcast. Truth be told, some of us do these podcasts during the day when people are awake rather than at night. And Seth, you never come on during the day. You're always too, quote unquote, busy. Yeah, I'm a vampire. I only stay up at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time you and I ever record podcasts. <laughs> Correct. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, shoot. Well, before we jump into the podcast tonight, I'm sitting here looking at my uh, my Vortex Razor HD Gen 2 scope on my Tika, and oh my gosh, the thing looks amazing. So we got to give a shout out to our sponsor, which is Vortex Optics. Um, they they sponsor everything that we do here at eHunter. So if you go on the website, we've got some links that will take you to the website, to their website. Um, but you can check out them on social media, Vortex Optics. If you search it, you'll find them on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere. So we got a lot of cool stuff coming up as well as it pertains to uh, to Vortex. And man, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time behind Vortex Glass right now. I don't know, don't know about you, Seth, but I've spent a lot of time behind it. Yeah, I'm putting uh, the old Razer UHD... 18 by 56 is to some serious use yeah. trying to trying to find them desert bucks out west and, and locate one that's uh, worth my efforts <laughs> um cool thing i was and i was just thinking back to my scope here sorry not to go away from the uhds because they're amazing too but um i ordered something something today i ordered the uh, have you seen the flip caps that uh vortex has for your scopes uh i have not actually i need to check that out dude they are the coolest flip caps. So I've always, you know, in the past, I've always used like the mountain mics or whatever. But, just Butler just, Creek. Butler yeah. Creek. That's what. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the ones I have. <laughs> yep, yeah, that, that's what I've always used. They're just like that rigid, hard plastic. Um, dude, you need to check out Vortex's uh, flip because they're like they're like a soft plastic, so like they can bend and like, mm. but they're still rigid enough that they're they stay in place and do a really good job. And then also for like long range guns, the the eyepiece one flips up either straight up. Or goes to a 45 or a complete 90, so it's out of your way. But if it goes straight up, you can put your dope chart in the uh, the cap so that you have it right there in front of you. You don't have to look on the side of your your stock or on your phone or, or whatever. It's just right there in front of you. So I, I, I was just blown away. Sorry to go. We're already on a tangent here. <laughs> but um, I ordered them today from uh, from Vortex and... Man, they I, I'm so excited. I watched I, I watched some videos. Maybe I'd make our own e hunter video about them so that everybody can see it, but such cool, cool things. So um also before we get into the podcast, what's going on? Uh, anything that we need to talk about as it relates to uh e hunter. Any updates for anybody for everybody? Um I've got a few different uh articles coming out. Uh it's right in the thick of hunting, so you're you're definitely gonna start seeing some more uh hunting uh, stories and, and success stories and things like that. Um, we also are always constantly keeping people up to date on news. Um, and another one that's it's uh, kind of been floating around our social medias is uh, we're working with Henry Rifles on a few rifle reviews. So keep your eyes peeled for those. Taryn's got his own deal he's working on with him, and I'm and I'm working on one separate from him. So yeah, make sure that you guys are uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel. Um... Over the next couple of weeks, I already got them. They're they're in the queue and ready to publish. Uh, they'll automatically publish. Um, but got some some reviews on some products coming out on our YouTube page, and also doing an unboxing 
on the uh, on a Henry rifle. Pretty excited about that. Those Henry <laughs> rifles, by the way. That's. Uh, I mean, okay. So before we hit record, uh, I like I said, I've got my Tika here in front of me, and uh, Seth was giving me crap about you know having a, a gun that's not you know made here in America. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But um, <laughs> that that is one thing that's cool about Henry. It is ma- those guns are made here in America, and they are well made guns, man. They're well put together. Yeah. And it was just friendly ribbing. I mean, I have a I have a Franke shotgun, so. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! We're gonna get really into some rabbit holes here. That's <laughs> to say, I, I was just friendly jokes mostly. <laughs> so, me and Monty, uh, we we rep the Tikas. I've got, oh my goodness, how many do I have? I've got a few of them. My father-in-law has quite a few of them as well. So I love Tikas. Such a sweet shooting gun for the price. I mean. You can get better shooting guns out there. You can go to Christensen's. You can go to Fierce. You can go to all these other places to get these amazing guns. But you know, a box gun that shoots like that—it's it's pretty impressive. So, but anyways, guys, check out um, all of our stuff that we've got out there. Make sure you just you know touch base with uh, our web page, our website, ehunter.com. Our, all of our new podcasts will be up there. We'll try to keep the videos updated as well so that you guys can uh, click right into those from our, our website, but you can also check it out on, on YouTube. So, All right. Well, let's jump into what we're going to talk about on the on today's podcast. Um, on our website recently, we, we published an article that talked about the top four states for archery mule deer hunting. Um, we did it specific to mule deer, you know, and a lot of people wonder, well, what about elk hunting? Well, be patient. We're gonna we're <laughs> gonna be putting these things out in the near future, but we wanted to kind of just talk about this because I know it's gonna be a little controversial. Everybody wants their own state to be on the list, and but I feel pretty confident in our top four states, don't you? I do, and and you know, as a as a prerequisite, it, it even states in the article that that seventeen states. And, and upwards of five or six Canadian provinces offer mule deer hunting. So this was a bit of a, a pick and choose kind of kind of come up with with states that we felt emphasized that top billing for archery hunting. But I want to hear from everybody because I'm sure there's people from those 17 states or those provinces in Canada that feel like their state is the best for for bow hunting for archery hunting. And so I, I want to hear. Leave us comments. Um, on the podcast or on social media and let us know why your state should have made the list if it didn't. And if yours did make the list, uh, dude, let's, let's celebrate that. Let us know where you're from and celebrate it. So, so we, uh, we did this as part of kind of, well, kind of like a collaboration between us as, uh, the e-hunter group, myself, Seth, Monty and Curtis, Oddly enough, I guess we don't, me, Seth and I now live in the same state. I just recently moved to Utah. But oddly enough, the four of us have lived in uh, different states for the last, well, how long have you been with eHunter now, Seth? Uh, 20, early 2020. Okay, so a year oh. and a half-ish? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the last year and a half, we've, we've lived in uh, separate states, which is really odd for uh, having this, this company together. But it made it kind of interesting because we... You know, we saw things differently from different perspectives, which was wonderful for for the content that we produce. And then as it comes to these kind of things, it definitely makes us look at states differently. And all, you know, one thing that cracked me up was uh, was Curtis. Because Curtis doesn't, he he lives in Arizona, but he wrote his about Nevada, saying it's yep. the, the better yep. one. Yeah, yep. So uh, I thought that was funny. But let's kind of run through these, Seth, really quick. Um, yeah. And touch on why, why they are the... Uh, why we felt like they're the top ones. I'm going to start. 
And I'll start with Colorado because Colorado's where I have lived for the last six years. Like I said, I recently moved back to Utah where I was born and raised. But uh, Colorado presents some pretty interesting opportunities as it relates to archery hunting. And, and I guess opportunities where I should start with it because most people, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that come from all over the country and all over the world, in fact, to hunt Colorado. In fact, I just got off the phone with a, a friend of mine, um, Chad Fieber, and we were talking about um, where we elk hunt. And he says that he was talking to a guy in the area that, that does outfitting. He has guys coming from Germany and Canada to hunt in, with his outfit in Colorado this year. So so people come from all over the world to hunt Colorado and because there's great you know quality, but then there's also a lot of opportunities. So if, if you pick up a big game brochure, you can read through all the different things that you can do for, for hunting mule deer. I mean... I'm not even going to touch on all the, you know, rifle, muzzleloader opportunities. Really, just archery alone, um, you can get OTC tags that, where you can hunt um, two different species of deer. I mean, you hunt mule deer or whitetail. I know we kind of tailor this towards mule deer, but you get over-the-counter tags to hunt both types of deer in Colorado with a bow, which is amazing. And then there's so many different units. Um, if you've never looked at a... a map of Colorado when it's broke down into each different GMU or uh, game management units it's kind of staggering when you look at it because there are just so many um, they're a little bit smaller than you'll see in other states but with that many units it gives that many more opportunities to hunt different units and, and different uh, and hunt mule deer with a bow in those different units so that was kind of the first thing that I, I wanted to touch on was just the different opportunities that you have you know if you can't hunt in you know, September, well, there's opportunity to hunt in December with a bow in your hands. I mean, just it's just so much opportunity in, in Colorado as it relates to hunting mule deer with a bow in your hands. Um, the next thing that I touched on was uh, the quality of animals there. Colorado is well known for the quality of mule deer. Um, there are some better units in the state. Uh, we've listed them out. We've talked about them in the past. You can check out some of our previous articles or podcasts where we talk about some of those better units. But um, regardless of what unit you're in, in in Colorado, I would say most of the units are have the ability to produce large animals, l- mature animals, I should say. So, you know, if you're looking for that 200-class mule deer, man, there's so many places in uh, in Colorado that you can find those. And so the quality of deer whether it's an over-the-counter tag or whether it's one of those premium tags, you really have the opportunity and the chance of getting that uh, that big mature deer that, that you've been wanting to get your entire life. And then the last thing I want to just touch on is variety. And I already kind of mentioned this, but um, not only can you hunt mule deer with a, with a bow in Colorado, but you can also hunt uh, whitetail. And so you have you have a variety of things of deer that you can hunt with a bow and then you also have a variety of terrain so if you're a guy that likes to put on your backpack and hike a bunch of freaking miles in the mountain and just destroy yourself uh, which I am kind of like that at at times you can do that I mean you can hunt at you know 10 to 13,000 feet if you really want to do it and it's it's tough hunting and it's hard and it's a blast if you want to sit in the razor and cruise the roads and hunt and spot and stalk that way, you can do that. If you want to hunt the plains, what I'm getting at is there's just just a variety of different ways. So whatever kind of hunting style that you like, Colorado has that for you. And so I, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm an infomercial right now, a commercial trying to sell Colorado. But I, I just wanted to explain, you know, 
the different options and opportunities and, and some of the reasons to make Colorado so unique for hunting mule deer. Did I touch on everything, Seth? I think you covered it pretty well, and, and I will agree with Taryn. If, if your goal going into a place is you want to get an archery tag and you want to go hunt deer and maybe stumble into a, a Pope and Young class mule deer, literally, I would say basically every single unit in Colorado gives you a chance at a Pope and Young mule deer. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, some of the Plains units, maybe not. Oh, yeah, actually, they even do, too. Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. Most units will, will give you that. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. The Plains kind of are forgotten because it's difficult access, and you may need to talk to a landowner. But when access is difficult, typically those bucks get an older age class because of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Yeah, so don't be afraid of Colorado. I, and I, I shouldn't say this because I, I hunt Colorado every year for a mule deer. And not that I want any more competition in the state, but just trying to be real with you guys, it, exactly what Seth said. If if you want opportunity and that chance that you can stumble on that big buck, pff, no better place in Colorado. So, all right, Seth. So how about we jump to Utah since you and I both live here, but uh, it's kind of been your baby for the last little bit. You want to talk about Utah and why it's so awesome for uh, yeah. for mule deer with a bow? Yeah. So I I jumped into it looking at why why is Utah a top state? And and there's many variables, right? We, you know, Taryn's covered some of his. Uh, one of the bigger variables when when you say something like a top state, you still have to talk about trophy quality. And, and over the last couple decades, Utah has only trailed behind Colorado and I believe Alberta or Saskatchewan, easy for me to say. Um, one of those two provinces outdoes Utah. But other than that, no other western state or mule deer state has produced more trophy mule deer. Now, that does come on a, a lot of the limited entry or more difficult units to draw. But with that being said... Every single year, Pope and Young and even Boone and Crockett type mule deer are being taken on general season units and even our very well-known extended archery units that let you hunt late into the year. Um, you can you can hunt that with pretty much any archery deer tag. You, you get an archery deer tag and once the extended dates start, you can go hunt that unit. Um, another reason I, I went with Utah is kind of similar to to Terrans is the the overall terrain and the style of hunting you want to do you can find it in Utah. They we have tons of high desert areas where you can you know hunt those big bucks in the sagebrush or the sagebrush steppe habitat whatever you want to call it. Uh, they have high country hunts in the Uintas or along the the Wasatch Range. You can hunt the Mesa country down south, Red Rock stuff like that um and then just your typical rocky mountain habitat throughout much of it um much of the state is there as well um and so with those two aspects you're you're covering basically any kind of bow hunter how he wants to hunt he has an option to pick and choose uh the the state does a decent job of straddling trophy quality and opportunity there is no true otc permits on mule deer but there are units and, and places where you can get a tag with very minimal points to, to draw into into the state. Um, 
the other point I really I really hammered home was we, we just wanted to give kind of a general feel of of Utah. Obviously, I kind of covered it, but two of our biggest units are going to be your big time point producers or mule deer producers. But you're going to be waiting a long time. Um, typically, you know, most archery hunters in Utah spot and stock is your bread and butter. If if that's what you're you're looking to hunt, uh, that style that's that's Utah for you. But I've also seen quite a bit of success with sitting water and hunting bucks off of water as they come to get a drink. And even if you can find natural food sources or get permission from a landowner, you can hunt them coming into to uh, food sources. So overall, if you're looking for same kind of thing as Colorado, if you're looking for a Pope and young type deer, there are a lot of different options to pick over when it comes to Utah. And we have the, trophy harvest to back it up you know the advantage that people have as non-residents is they can put in for every limited entry hunt in utah whereas <laughs> residents have to pick which limited entry uh species they're going to hunt and so if you're sure. a non-resident man put in for everything because like seth said some of these do take a lot of points i mean if you're trying to hunt a ponsagon yeah. or a henry's or whatever yeah it's going to take you a long time to get that but i mean if you're if you're buying the the combination license here in utah you might as well be putting in for everything i think it's an extra what 10 bucks per per species that you apply for so you know be building points in all those things all those animals and um like seth said when you uh when you do draw that limited entry mule deer tag here in in utah you're gonna you're gonna come home with a monster you know but there's also other opportunities to hunt mule deer you can do general season uh, hunts which you talked about seth and if anybody wants to to look at some pictures of general season bucks taken here in utah go check out my friend's uh outfitting company it's called mountain outfitters is that what it's called yeah mountain outfitters and um they have shot they've gotten some big bucks just on on general units so really cool opportunity there plus you have the dedicated hunter program I mean, there's a lot of different opportunities here as well that um, allow people to hunt with mule deer with a bow quite frequently how many points and, does it take to draw a general season archery tag as a non-resident do you know um, probably depends on i guess we should pick which unit but like uh the unit i hunt's not like a, a super you know well-known big unit and uh i think it takes two or three okay so that's really i I think that's the same in the unit that uh, i hunt here in utah i think it's maybe maybe three or four maybe yeah five um but in that in that area so as residents that's another cool thing is archery still kind of where you can draw uh, maybe not every year but every other year at the the most every third year you can draw that those general tags so um, just gives you that opportunity to hunt more. Yeah, and like like I say, it, it's, I'm not bragging. I, I'm not the greatest hunter ever, but the unit I hunt is not considered a big buck unit. But out of the last five or six years, I've drawn an archery tag every year. Um, I'm dedicated now, but up until I went dedicated, I I had an archery tag every year, and the majority of those years, I chased bucks that I either took a buck or chased bucks that would have been Pope and Young or better. Definitely. All right. Well, the other two uh, states that we put on here, they were the ones that Monty and Curtis focused on, but two other states that are you know well known for a mule deer. 
Um, I'll, I'll touch on the Wyoming one um, just because I've spent a little bit of time in Wyoming and have seen some of these these uh, bugs. I mean, guys, I think you all know, if, if you follow our page, you, you'll see the Legends Never Die series. Uh, most of those are those old school mule deer that are just giants, you know, Popeye, Morty, Scar, these these big bugs from the past. Well, you know, those are cool big bucks, but there's still big bucks like that in Wyoming. So th- th- that's one thing that Wyoming is very well known for is its big bucks. Reason being, I mean, it has the it has the terrain, it has the landscape to have these big bugs. Big uh, migration corridors that go through the state. Um, we've had a lot of articles posted on our website about those migration corridors. Um, the thing about it is, you know, there's there's not uh, mule deer mule deer all over the state. And, you know, they're definitely in in certain areas. But I mean, if you're in in those areas, you're going to see some huge huge mule deer. The, the quality is is unbelievable up there. Um, we're lucky enough to have Monty Miles on, uh, on our team, and um, he's a, he's been a wildlife photographer for a very long time, and uh, he he sends us pictures every year. And if you check out the article, you'll see it. I mean, the the featured image on the article is one of his, and it that was taken just this this past year. So those big bucks are still there. Um, they're still all, I'm not gonna say they're all over the place, but but you'll see them fairly often during those during those migration times so um it's a really cool state if you if you can get an archery tag for the state um it's a you'll have a good time um he does some some cool stuff in the article he does some unit breakdowns and things like that so check out the article to get in the nitty-gritty of kind of where to hunt where to see these these mule deer but um yeah if if you're a, a mule deer hunter and you like to hunt mule deer with archery wyoming definitely needs to be on your hit list and and the cool thing about Wyoming is basically you draw the deer tag and then you just go and purchase an archery permit. And as long as an archery permit is offered for the unit you have drawn, you get to hunt the whole, I think most of their seasons are a month long. Yeah, You get to hunt that whole month for whatever unit you, you drew. Um, and, and so you can pick and choose, you know, there's not a true archery permit only except on a, a certain couple units but you know you can pick whichever region or whichever subunit you want to go to buy that archery permit and, and you're good to go there's not really a, a draw aspect to archery as long as you can get the permit you can get an archery permit a lot of the time and go so and they've got some large uh, gmus up there too you know mm-hmm. i was talking in colorado how they're small and so it creates more opportunity but if you do get that archery tag i mean you got a big geographical area in Wyoming that you're going to be able to hunt. So, you know, you get that yeah. whole month to hunt. You can cover a lot of territory, cover the numbers and see a lot of a lot of big mule deer. So, yeah, if you especially if you draw the region, you know, it's yeah. Wyoming's a little trickier cuz certain units you have to draw just the the GMU whereas other units are combined into kind of a region. So, yeah, if you draw like I don't know, one of the numbered regions up there there may be five or six or eight general season units that you have access or permission i guess or however you want to say legal permit to hunt any one of those units yeah yeah it's, it's pretty awesome it definitely needs to be on everybody's hit list for uh for your mule deer hunting so the last one we put on the list seth was uh nevada i've never hunted nevada with a bow have you no, I'm I'm buying points. <laughs> I, do, I am too. To just the, just that, but no, I have not. 
that's a, one of the things about Nevada. It's a little, you know, and actually a lot of these western states are this way. You know, Arizona, you got to buy the hunting license and then, you know, put in. So every year you're you're basically spending close to 200 bucks just to put in uh for the for the hunt. Um yep. but with that being said, it's worth it. I mean, Nevada's got some uh, I know we keep talking about these trophy class mule deer and all these other states, but man, I've spent I've spent a lot of time in Nevada. Uh, my family's got a big ranch out there north of Ely in one of the one of the better units for both mule deer and elk. And I mean, goodness gracious, guys, some of the mule deer out there are are just ginormous. So it's a different kind of uh, hunting, though. I will, and you kind of touched on it in Utah. You know, in Utah, you can hunt over water and and do a lot of spot and stock. I think it's similar in uh, Nevada, don't you think? Yeah, and and the big thing with Nevada is the large majority of that state you're going to be hunting kind of like western Utah. You're going to be hunting high desert country or sagebrush steppe country. Um, And then some of it you're getting way up there. You're 10 or 12,000 feet up on these mountain ranges, but it's so deserty. It's not like your typical high country hunt in Colorado. I mean, you're still above timberline. It's a lot of sage and a lot of stunted junipers and, and mahoganies and stuff like that. Um, but it it ends up creating... The, I guess the biggest thing you can say about Nevada is it is a little almost under the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take probably the least amount of mule deer of the f- other three states we talked about. They probably take the least. But, I mean... You can go on Pope and Young and, and look at the records from Nevada. I mean, they, they shoot a ton of record book Pope and Young deer. I mean, I think the New World records from Nevada, mm-hmm. uh, the, the typical. Um, and, I, I mean, our, our buddy Curtis, I mean, he's he took a beautiful buck a couple years ago from there um, and, and chased and has chased num- a number of deer uh, every couple years when he draws the permit. And he's by no means hunting one of these super great, top of the line quote-unquote best units so yeah that's the thing is he's yeah he's hunting units that you can hunt every two or three years which is cool about nevada i think some people need to look into that because it's you know we always look for opportunities to hunt and get as many tags in our pocket as we can and so if you have a place that you can hunt every two to three years i mean that's that's awesome and like you said curtis shot a he took a really nice three by four a couple years ago um no pope and young but still a, a really you know, really nice, nice buck. buck. You know, and there's yeah. a reason that you know Pope and Young, where they have their one of their biggest conventions is Reno, Nevada. I mean, <laughs> yep. there's a lot of big animals taken with a bow in in Nevada. Uh, like you said, Seth, it's it may not have the numbers, the number of animals killed every year like a Colorado does. I mean, Colorado, if you look at the number of mule deer taken every year with a bow, it's it's astronomical. Um, Nevada is a whole lot lower on that percentage than than what Colorado is, but. Um, but the quality that you're going to get in Nevada is is pretty amazing. It, it's uh, yeah, it has kind of flown under the radar, I think, for a lot of people. But um, you know, if you're if you like spot and stock, if you like sitting water, if you really if you just like hunting mule deer with a bow, uh, Nevada definitely should be on the list. Yeah, yeah, and I think the the beauty is, you know, we we kind of talked about terrain in some of these other states. It is it is a lot different from each part of the state where I guess we could say the same thing to an extent with Nevada. If you get real far over onto the east side, you're going to be hunting more of that uh, Sierra Nevada range, and that's going to be more of your typical 
mountain range hunting, but, but a large majority of that state's going to be that high desert stuff. And then if you get way down South, I mean, there are opportunities. You're, you're literally hunting mule deer in the sand. I mean, they're, they're down in that low country, a lot less deer down there, but there are some big bucks that, that call those places home. We'll give people a little bit of a recommendation when it comes to hunting mule deer in Nevada or even Utah, especially southern Utah. Make sure you have some good heat gear, you know, that those uh, very thin layers that these companies make because, man, it gets hot. <laughs> when I'm hunting mule deer, man, I, I sweat like crazy. It's, it's such a hot time of year to be putting mile after mile in the mountains. But, man, it's, it's so fun. Yeah, lots of water and, and good, cool gear yeah. <laughs> will we'll save you a lot of heartache. Oh so. man, ain't that the truth? If you have any questions about how sweaty you get, just go look at Curtis's uh, E Hunter hat that he wore on that hunt. I don't know if you ever saw that, Seth, but it was disgusting. It was just <laughs> absolutely nasty. <laughs> Crusty. I I need a new one too. This uh, this year, this year, even you know it's been a little cooler in in Utah, but boy, it starts to get about eleven or twelve o'clock, and you are headed for shade in a hurry out in the the desert country that I've been hunting. So oh, yeah, you get those sweat rings going on pretty quickly. Mule yep. So cool. Well, we just wanted to kind of touch on those four states for everybody. Um, we, we felt like they were the top four mule deer states for hunting with a with a bow. You know, if you're from South Dakota, if you're from North Dakota, Oregon, uh, let us know your thoughts on why you feel like your state should have been on the list. But uh, any other states that you may have put on that list, Seth? Um, I, I heavily thought about Arizona just because of the history. I mean. You know, everybody knows the Kayabab and, and the Arizona Strip. Um, and they have some unique opportunities with the archery mule deer hunting. They're kind of changing some things up lately. Um, I, I did think about Arizona. And then, like I say, it's it's always hard to leave states off like New Mexico and even had, you know, Montana and Idaho that are, are near us. And, you know, we've had some, I've had a little experience there. Curtis has had a little experience there. Um, and even, you know, you, you talk to guys and, and I've spent time in the Dakotas, you talk to guys in the Dakotas and they, they wouldn't pick any other place in the world to hunt mule deer. So it, it's a tricky subject and, and there's so many states that you could pick and choose from. Um, but I feel like these four are, are a really good group of four that are, are pretty hard to beat as a collection. Yeah. And if you want to see a South Dakota bug, check out our, uh, or article on this uh cole sikafoos shot a, a sweet uh buck in in south dakota and we put a picture of it up on the up on the article so yeah, it is hard to narrow it down to four states i mean all of them have their perks like you said new mexico arizona south dakota oregon they all have their perks even california you know there's there's different things but we felt like if you know if you're big into archery hunting or want to be into archery hunting and, and thinking where you should start uh, we feel like these four states really have um, really what it takes if you're wanting to get into it. So check out the article. Um, we kind of just did a high-level overview of it on the podcast, but um, we kind of get into some more nitty-gritty. There, there's pictures and maps and things like that on the article for you to check out, season dates, whatnot. So go on there. If you guys have any more questions, let us know. We'd be happy to answer any questions about these states. The great thing about it, like I mentioned in the beginning, each of us have lived in these states, and... Uh, have hunted them, know them very well. And so for the most part, we can answer the questions as it relates to each of these states. If we can't, we'll definitely find that answer for you. But um, yeah, give them a try. Um, 
before we let you go though guys make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast um, we would really appreciate it if you would go on and leave us a review on apple podcast the more uh, likes and reviews that we get on there it puts us higher up on the list for listening so when people search hunting podcasts we, we pull up uh, further up on the list so if you guys wouldn't mind doing that uh, we would greatly greatly appreciate it we appreciate all the support that you guys give us here at eHunter um, and again just another shout out and plug Check us out on, on YouTube, social medias, including TikTok. Seth is blowing up TikTok, so, you know, go, <laughs> go check I don't know. it out. I don't know if I'm blowing it up. but <laughs> I think you got like three videos on there. So. I think I have three. You have three. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not quite the TikTokers yet that we, uh, you know, that these millennials are. But, hey, we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. It's got a weird algorithm, man. I post one that thinks going to be really good and nothing happens and then just yeah. a – kind of an entry level normal one blows up a little bit for us and so we're we're figuring it out slowly but surely yeah we're just having fun honestly this is fun for us we're enjoying doing this hopefully you guys are finding um this is a as a resource for you if there's anything that you guys would like us to see like to see us do more of or do better at or you know just be able to improve upon we welcome that criticism let us know uh, we'd be happy to you know apply it to what we're doing here at eHunter so and if if you guys have any questions on hunts or, or hunting the west you know if you're a, an eastern guy or you've or even a western guy that's never hunted another state and any of these four or or anything comes up reach out i mean we're more than willing to do to do some talking to you and say hey this is what you got to do to get set up and these are the areas you might want to look into depending on what your you know your point how many you've got points and, and what you're thinking of the hunt style you want to go to so definitely reach out ask questions let us know so yeah all right guys we well, hope you enjoy the podcast we will be back next week with a, another one for you but appreciate you guys and uh, good luck on your hunts this year see ya see you guys <laughs>